2: All right, here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I'm Mark Jowell. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out the show. Got a different kind of show this week. I wanted to talk about the Nas Lost Tapes album that came out a couple weeks ago, and I will do a little quick review on that. It kind of gave me inspiration to do a different kind of show this week. I wanted to take audio that I haven't used yet, in a sense, Lost Tapes, like Nas, and build this podcast around that. So there were a couple of guests I had way earlier when i started doing this you know uh on episode four i had Tony o. t on here and there was some extra stuff that we talked about that i never put on here basically testing out the levels and uh he did this whole thing where he's doing his little stupid songs he does these little parodies and i'll get into that more when i go to play his part and then my guy ron thomas who came on with me during the uh if you go back and listen to the episode with dmc we talked forever and there was just so much stuff i couldn't put it all in that episode and I meant to play that eventually. Well, here it is. So I'm going to play excerpts from both of those two guys when they were on later on in the episode here. Also, like I said, I want to talk about the Nas Lost Tapes. As always, you can find the show Infinite Banter on podcast.com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Cloud, Google Play, CastBox, Blueberry, and Spotify. Follow the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter. Same for Facebook at Infinite Banter. You can bother me on Instagram at DJ Soundwave 75. So before we get into all this other stuff, I want to talk about SummerSlam, a couple news and notes from the week that passed. But before we do that, the show never begins until you hear DMC say these words.
3: Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now you're listening to Infinite Banter because we will banter on forever because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter.
2: couple things. Some stuff. I feel like I'm turning into Rick here from The Walking Dead. Stuff. I got things. Actually, if anybody wants to go on YouTube and just type in Walking Dead Rick stuff and things, you'll know what I'm talking about. He says that a lot, especially early on in the, uh, the run of the show. I think season three, he says it to Lori a couple times. I'm doing stuff. Things. So I've got some stuff and things to talk about here. RIP to DJ Chaos from the Artifacts. He passed this past week. Man, I've seen them once perform live, and uh, just really, really tough news to hear that DJ Chaos has passed on. Really really sad news. On the 8th of August, which is kind of a, a big day for me, personally being a Cub fan, it's like the first Cubs night game. Shout out to my friend Preach. It was his birthday But also, unfortunately, it's a day that Sean Price passed. So it's been four years. So 8-8 always kind of has like, you know, there's a lot of good and bad that comes with it. So whenever that day comes around, you know, I always think about Sean P. So uh, rest in peace to Sean Price. Wrestling World lost Harley Race about a week or so ago, King Harley Race. He was a legend. I remember back in like 2004, I think it was, when I first started working in radio, we used to get books all the time from uh, different authors that wanted to come on the station or... Whoever was being written about, they would even maybe come on to promote a book. And they'd be laying there and anybody was allowed to take them. And I remember I took the King of the Ring book. It was about Harley Race. And I always, you know, I always was a fan of his, you know, from his WWF days. I didn't really watch a lot of this stuff before he got to WWF because that's really all I watched. Of course, I knew about AWA and NWA. But as a kid, I mean, I was like eight, nine, ten years old. I'm not watching every wrestling federation. So. Yeah, I would stumble upon NWA stuff, AWA, but for the most part, I was strictly WWF, and I didn't know much about him until he came to uh, the WWF. Yeah, he was a big deal, and I reading that book. I definitely recommend everybody go out there check it out, King of the Ring. Some really good stuff in there about his career and how he came up, and handsome Harley Race, how he became King Harley Race, and the whole get up and everything with WWF, and just he had some memorable memorable matches way back when even before his days in WWF when he was pretty much kind of past his prime, but he still had some some good years left. So uh, rest in peace to a legend, King Harley Race. All right, I want to talk about this Nas Lost Tapes. A lot of people have been saying some stuff about it, good and bad. Let's get into it.
1: This is Shaz McKenzie, and you're listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast.
2: So Nas released the Lost Tapes, and basically these are songs that were not put on albums in the last, 10, 15 years, I guess. He did have a Lost Tapes album before, but that was more songs from like the mid to late 90s, maybe some in the early 2000s. And these are songs I would have been on, I'm assuming albums that would have came out in the last 10 to 15 years. And, you know, there's been uh, some good and bad reviews on, on the songs on there. I'll just say this, it's Lost Tapes. It's not meant to be, you know, a greatest hits. It's not meant to be a full, it's not like an actual album. It's an album, but it's not cohesive, flowing album with, like, a theme or anything. It's just a bunch of songs that were recorded, put together. As a fan of Nas, I'm just glad to have them. I mean, it's it's new music as far as I'm concerned. It's stuff I wouldn't hear otherwise. For the most part, I liked a lot of the songs on there. The, the droll rap is really good. Tunisia was a really good song. The Queensbridge Politics, the Pete Rock produced one, that's a banger. Same with the other one that Pete Rock produced, The Art of It. So I like those two. And The Art of It song kind of takes that Naughty by Nature song, um, Uptown Anthem. And it's almost like, uh, and then straightening it out from Pete Rocky and Seal Smooth, they kind of blend those two together to make the instrumental. Uh, Nas just kills that beat. Uh, there's a RZA-produced track called Highly Favored, and uh, Swizz Beats has a song called No Bad Energy. So those are the songs I was really feeling. There were 16 songs total. Yeah, I'd say about half of them are pretty good, and then half of them, are, you could take them or leave them. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into like, oh, this song's terrible, or his beat production, uh, he doesn't know how to pick songs or pick pick beats for his songs or whatever. Look, these are songs that didn't make albums for a reason. So you take the best of these and you get excited for those and you you play those and move on. I'm not going to shit on this Lost Tapes like I've heard some people doing, but it's really good. As far as the seven or eight songs that I've mentioned, play those. This Queensbridge Politics, I mean, that one I've already played like the most. And it's really good. So uh, anytime Pete Rock and Nas are on the track together, I don't know how you can complain about that. Go check out Nas, The Lost Tapes. And like I said, it gave me influence to do this specific episode I'm doing right now. Because I'm going to play some lost audio from two guests from the past. So well, let's get into that. I'm going to play this Tonio t first. first. Tonio was on the show episode four. So if you want to listen to that episode, just go back a bit. You can go back and listen to that episode with Tony o T. from episode four, and those are all still available on all the places I've mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. We were checking the levels on the phone and everything, and seeing everything sounded good. And he does this thing where he does like parodies. He'll take like a song and he'll turn it into some kind of Tonyoism type deal. One of the ones I remember the most because I'm sort of part of it was he went to go see Phantom Menace i saw it already i saw it with him second time i saw it was the first time he saw it you know and i i didn't hate the movie like i hate it now it's it's a terrible movie but at the time i was just so excited it was a new star wars movie i was kind of blind that it was garbage so he went to go see it and there's that part at the end where there's the music going like it like towards the end and i remember i just kept saying Darth maul and he took that and he's added some lyrics to it so i created the hook he created the lyrics It's a stupid song, but he made up his own version. You'll hear it here in this audio. And then after that, uh, I'll play my man Ron Thomas. He came on tons of comic book stuff that I didn't play the first time he came on back in episode five. And again, if you want to hear some of these old ones, you can go back and listen to them. It's a few months ago, but there's really nothing on there that's time sensitive. The only thing with the one I was talking with Ron was that it was before we both saw Endgames. Endgame had not come out yet, so... There's a little bit of mention of that, but for the most part, it's strictly about comic book movies and stuff that's come out, stuff that hopefully does come out. So uh, I, I couldn't just leave it alone. I wanted to air it, bring it out there. And if you want, you can you can say they should have stayed lost. It's up to you. But anyways, I'm going to put them out there. You guys can listen to it. So here's Tony O.T., Lost Tapes, on the Infinite Banter Podcast.
4: Let's say... You're doing a phone uh, mix of like Booty House, but it's for the Fraser show. Okay, so, you know, like, instead of, uh oh, uh oh, it'd be, uh, Niles, 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 the Roth, the Roth, the
5: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
4: Where the daff at Woo, where the daff at. Woo, where the daff at. Woo, where the daff at. Daphne. Daphne. Frazier, tiles, Daphne, Dad. Frazier, Tiles, Daphne, Dad. Frazier, Tiles, Daphne, Dad. Frazier, Tiles, Daphne, Dad. Uh oh. Okay, there. There's there's a there's a live version of the mix in my brain of the uh the booty house mix for the Fraser
2: show. Uh, that works, man. There you go. Maybe I won't delete that. We'll see what happens.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I won't delete that. (laughs) Tonyotv.com. Let's get some one million hits
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, man. Biz key. know that alone again song. The phone again, not on TV. On the phone again, not on TV. Biz song. On the phone again. Not on TV. Dun, 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 dun. On the phone again. Not on TV. Bismarcky song. Alone again. Changing it to phone again. What song is that one? There's a Bismarcky song called Alone Again. It's very obsessible. What album
2: is that from? for some reason I'm drawing a blank on that.
4: The haircut album. I need a haircut. It's that Oh,
2: okay. Well I have like this Bismarcky best two albums comboed thing. And I don't remember if that's one of the albums or not.
4: The the album cover is... I think Going Off is one. I think it's a blue album cover with Biz sitting in a barber chair. And I think uh, Cool V has a chainsaw and he's about to cut Biz's hair. I think that's the album cover you want to look for.
2: I remember that album cover, but I know like this compilation thing I have, it doesn't have like the actual covers on it. It's like one of those like Rhino compilations from like the late yeah. 90s, early 2000s, where you get them from BMG or whatever, the mail-in thing. and I think it's just like a generic picture of Biz, and it doesn't have actual artwork from the albums inside. I, I could be wrong. I'd have to go look for it. So is,
4: um, are you still doing the recording I'm too? just
2: recording it because I'm just letting it go to see if there's any quote-unquote hang-ups, no pun intended. Or maybe oh, the, yeah. maybe it was. Uh, I don't know.
4: Uh, let's see. We did the um, uh, the Freezer Crane Booty House mix. Let's see. What else? The Star Wars, uh, Jump High song, like when we were when we saw it in the movie theater.
2: Just make sure I get credit for some of that because I think I invented the Darth Maul lyrics.
4: Oh, oh, uh, cop- copy wrong, Mark.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. The rest of the, the jump high, you get full credit for that one. But I remember when we saw Phantom Menace, I had already seen it once. You saw it for the first time. <laughs> and I was doing that Darth Maul thing during that part of the movie. Oh, yeah. And I think sure. it's been something that's stuck ever since.
4: Yeah, we, we could add other lyrics.
2: I felt bad because I feel like I was ruining the movie because I had already seen it. Oh, yeah. And I didn't hate it like I w- like I would eventually would.
4: So yeah, there's more, there's more lyrics. There's, uh, uh... Right.
2: Because you can't play it, if you put this on a podcast, you can't actually play the song because it's copyright, so your version is free of charge. Unless you charge for this, I don't, I don't know.
3: what up what up everybody listening this is sb the shy town mc and i'm here chilling with my man mj on infinite banter where we banter on and on and on but it's always love it's always that food for the soul y'all peace
2: All right, that was Tony O.T. being a, a damn fool, but whatever, man. I mean, here's what will happen. You'll remember those little songs he made, and they'll be playing in your head. And go check out TonyOTV.com to see more nonsense from my guy Tony O.T. All right, next uh, lost tape here is from my guy Ron Thomas. He came on with me. We talked a lot about all kinds of comic book stuff and TVs, movies, Walking Dead stuff before. But here's a portion that he didn't play in that episode. Like I said, episode five. So this is a good chunk here, about 35 minutes worth of... And there's just some funny stuff that we both say in here, and I couldn't uh, not use it. I could not let it go to waste. So uh, he, he has his little uh, diatribe here about Wolverine being too short in the movies, and uh, I go off a little bit on DC making shitty movies. So there's some good stuff in here. So if you're a comic nerd and you like the movies and the TV shows, this is strictly for you guys. So here we go, my man Ron Thomas. Here's us talking about comic book stuff, TV, film, whatever, on the Lost Tape edition of Infinite Banter. You said you saw Captain Marvel, right? You're feeling it.
3: I did. I did. I, listen, man. Like with, with Cap, have you seen Cap yet? Captain yeah. yet? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I saw. It, yeah, that first weekend yeah. it so, came out.
3: Let, let me ask you. What was your? I'll play off of you. What was your opinion on it? What did you think? I,
2: I thought it was pretty good. Maybe in the yeah. same sense with that you're saying with us. Like I had like the yeah. highest expectations, and it was maybe just a tick below what I. But it doesn't mean that it wasn't good or by any means. I I liked it a lot, but I guess yeah. I really built it up to be. Like Black Panther level, it it was a little bit lower are, than are that you a
3: big fan of the, are you a big fan of the character uh,
2: like, you know, comic book well character? i mean i I read all the books when she was known as Miss Marvel, and they right. they changed right. it and i I've been kind of out of the game as far as buying comics lately just because I can't afford it, right. but uh right. she changed it, and they call her Captain Marvel now, so it's a little bit different the way her character is, but uh the comics that I read, I always was a fan of her. I always felt like she needed more you know m- more uh. Uh, more of a storyline more of a bigger role exactly. so right. in a sense of like black panther and doctor strange and the thing i like about the marvel movies is they take these and i said this before in a previous podcast they take the 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 characters that maybe like the b-listers or maybe the ones that people who are not really big comic fans don't really know about and they build them up to make them bigger and better than what they really are and you actually care about Doctor Strange and Ant-Man and I really don't care about right. those characters to be honest but right. when you yeah. make these good movies yeah. now I care unlike DC they can't even get their main one, main ones right let alone their B-list right. characters so I thought it was pretty good I thought uh, I liked a lot of the, the throwbacks with the 90s and Samuel Jackson I mean I got a whole movie of Samuel Jackson even though he looked different you know with the CGI yeah. stuff
3: but uh, it was pretty good right I yeah mean, most people say yeah after a minute you didn't even think about it or you rarely thought about you know his, uh, his face being. Uh, the only guy that looked was... kind
2: of weird was the other dude from Agents Cole, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Cole. Yeah, he yeah, looked Cole. kind of robotic or CGI ish more than Sam did.
3: Absolutely. I said the exact same thing. Well, you know, in, in fairness, as much as uh, I'm a Marvel dude, um I'm not one of those where I can't admit when Marvel does something poorly or whatever. And I think they can be spotty, and I don't think that's controversial with their uh, right. CGI. You know what I mean? Especially for, I mean, something that's so massive and we know, for the most part, Marvel, I think, doesn't skip on their movies. I think they, you know, they spend a good amount of money or spend accordingly. And man, it's a, like, even in uh, Infinity War, I thought Thanos looked better at certain points than at other points. You know what I mean? And yeah. I thought it had to more to do with the background and be able to blend it a little bit better. Sometimes he looked like a, like a cut screen on like, you know, PS4 or something like that. And then other times, you know, they had them looking pretty, I think, you know, true to life, real life or whatever, you know. And but, I don't um, know how much of a but, Star yeah, I mean,
2: Wars fan you are, but they did it with Rogue One. They brought, you know, they used okay. Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. They they did some CGI stuff with her, and they did with the uh, okay. Grand Tarkadin guy, the uh, uh, the bad guy. They brought him back, and it was all CGI okay. stuff. And at times it looked good, and at times you're like, Ugh. Do we really need this much yeah. of this character because we, this guy's dead? Like, he can't right. do it anymore. Okay, Peter Cushing. No, I
3: haven't seen it. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, I, I got to get on your level with that. I know you're a Star Wars dude. Hey, man. I've seen a lot of them, but I've seen them, uh, you know, mixed up. I've seen a bit of two with some one. And you know what I mean? And, yeah, I, I'll pretty much to show you last time I really was on that that kick. Uh, people were making a big deal out of uh, Darth Maul. You know, and that didn't that didn't turn into anything. You know, when yeah. Like them, they they off like, them
2: in the first movie. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, come on, dude. I'm like my man with the double life You know what I mean? He's Well, like the face paint. But, un- yeah,
2: unfortunately, that that movie he's in there's that's the only reason to watch it. The other two hours yeah. is dog crap. I mean, it's just it's hot yeah. garbage. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, oh, but like the uh, the, uh, the kind of finish the point what you were saying about uh, uh about Marvel Captain Marvel. Uh, first up, there's only one Captain. I only call. Her early. I said it earlier. Say that. Captain. It's only it's only one Captain. That's Captain America. You know what I mean? So I'm going to call her probably Marvel or something like that. But, you know, she going into it. Um, I, I don't understand, like, the, the dudes or people who get offended, uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, about different representations. So having her as a woman on screen, uh, dude, tell me a good story, man. She's a dope character. She's a dope character. It doesn't matter to me at all. Uh Leading up to it, um, the trailers and everything that I saw, ah, I wasn't that excited. Well, when I first heard about the character and learned about the character, because I wasn't growing up, I wasn't a comic book dude, So all of this stuff is new to me, but I've kind of like picked up a lot of it, So I have a pretty good understanding of who she is, where she came from, her importance and all that. And so it seems like they've kind of like, you tell me if I'm wrong here, Mark, uh that they've kind of uh pulled her um uh uh grew her importance, because like, I guess from the comic book, it would be Adam Warlock, right, who would probably be yeah. in this position of, right? So to have, you know, uh 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 you know, Marvel <laughs> Marvel uh right. uh being here, you know, being it is some social justice or whatever but that's fine. I don't care. You know, um the movie itself, I thought I thought it was good. I didn't think, I think it's definitely a tear. I'll put it this way. I thought it was better. It's more enjoyable to me personally than the Ant-Man movie. I'm not a big fan of the Ant-Man movies. I think the Ant-Man movies are kind of
2: underwhelming, both of them, to be honest. Yes, me too.
3: It's kind of more cute, uh, even the comedy with Ant-Man, but I don't want to digress too much, but I enjoy uh, this comedy, this action more than the Ant-Man series. I thought it was better than uh, all of the Thor movies that wasn't Ragnarok. Um, Agreed I it Agreed probably, I thought it was better Than Iron Man 3 uh, I think probably Better than Iron Man 2 um, You know So if you really Start looking at Like the MCU movies Or whatever As individual I think you can start There's a lot of room For criticism As a totality In all the movies Obviously we love it So I think uh, Captain Marvel Definitely places Right up there With some of the better uh, Movies uh, You know He had the shortcomings uh, I think some of her Action scenes with the blasts and stuff, like her fight on the train. It looked a little kind of corny, kind of stiff to me. Yeah, they're doing a uh, French like,
2: Connection throwback. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. Every, yeah,
3: everybody, yes, yeah, yeah. And I know the whole 80s, you know, genre this and stuff or whatever like that. And again, the whole on top of the train and jumping down or whatever, you know, that's been kind of played out and play, overplayed or whatever. But, you know, we know the scene about her with the runner after the scroll and, you know, beating old lady up and stuff. You know, it was cool. Uh, well, I,
2: I do like that, that uh, um, you know, what they did was that they made you care about Captain Marvel because they tied it in with the Infinity War. So mm-hmm. you wanted to know, okay, did she get right. that distress signal from her, her Skytel pager or whatever that was that, you right. know, that right. Nick Fury's holding on and... That you get the nine one one beep or whatever, you know, we want to know what happened with that. So I think that made Captain yeah. Marvel more relevant because it was tying into the big, oh, 100%, the big yeah, storyline yeah. as, a, as a main arc. So you, even yeah, if you're not really a fan coming. of her, you don't even know who she is, you have to kind of care if you want to know what happens in the next yeah. movie.
3: And that's why I went to see it. Like I said, about time the actual movie came out. I wasn't actually expecting much from the movie. I actually went in thinking that I was going to be disappointed in the movie from the trailers and, you know, just thinking like, okay, I need to go see this movie because again, it's a Marvel, I go see Marvel movies and the greater information of uh, everything. I left thinking like, man, no, I enjoyed that. And that was pretty good, you know? Um, I think I remember laughing in there. Sometimes, even with Marvel, or even the, the movie we spoke about earlier off, the comedy seems kind of forced, you know what I mean? Or that's not a real, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think in Captain Marvel, a lot of the stuff was kind of funny. Um, I am one of those people that I don't. Do we, should we get spoiler uh, spoiler alerts on this or? Has yeah, you, could, you can you could do that because because
2: when I bring up Walking okay. Dead, I got to do the same thing. So
3: okay, so I give I put a spoiler alert right here. Everybody's talking about the whole Nick Fury Nick Fury with his eye, uh, how he lost it. Uh, I wish they had this something else to getting it scratched out. You know what I mean about a cat. And or whatever, Yeah, you know, that was kind of cornball. I mean, I guess it's cute. And again, Marvel and kind of bookie, but I wish they had. Listen, cause to me, I love uh, Sam Jackson and Nick Fury. I think my man looked dope. You know what I mean? When I think of Nick, I think of him getting off the helicopter in a civil war. You know what I mean? When they thought he was dead and all that. Right. And all that. So, you know, I. To kind of joke him out like that or whatever was a tad bit, almost like when they did with the Mandarin. You know what I mean? I thought, like, come on, why are you going to kind of turn this into a joke? My man's is menacing. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I
2: think um, they're trying to show that uh, the real reason why he won't talk about his eyes is because he's embarrassed about what happened. So that's –
3: Right.
2: Uh, whether you, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with that either. But I, I get what you're saying. Like, it is kind of a yeah. goofy way for him to – it's not as – cool as losing it like through like right, a right. bullet or something or fighting some sort of <laughs> yeah. although he, it was an alien yeah. i mean it's not a cat in the normal sense right. so, say, so
3: yeah i get it well, so, even, look dude if you're gonna get his ass scratched out like that dude he took it walking like so he gets his ass scratched out he's like ah then next you know again colson comes up you know with the uh again, spoiler alert with the uh, prosthetics and he's like all right then next you know his eyes is progressively getting worse and he's just like eh, whatever, you know what I mean. Well, and he still kept the cat.
2: The cat's in the office and yeah. the in the end credits. So the, obviously he wasn't too mad about the cat scratching his eye out.
3: I saw Brie <laughs> Larson. I thought she was pretty. I thought she was okay. I mean, I thought she was. I thought she was better than okay. I thought she was fine. I think she had her performance. Uh, I think she can get better. We got to realize this is a uh, origin film for her, so it's not going to be perfect. The character isn't broken in. Uh, I think even at the end of the movie, and it could have been something as simple as changing her hair from kind of up or whatever it was right. to straight. And then you even see, I love the scene with her and Thor in the new Endgame trailer. You know what I mean? So uh, She looks a
2: little I different see- in that. Like her hair's a little yeah. different, and she looks yeah. like she's got a little more badass hair. to her, you know?
3: Yeah, she looks polished. She looks like somebody right. that, I do this now. You know what I mean? I've been right. all kicking ass. You know what I mean? So... Uh, well, the I one think thing I really
2: yeah. I really got excited about with Captain Marvel, and this kind of similar to what you're talking about with Kill Bill, the the little girl in the comic books, her name, like, photon. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna grow up, and I'm I'm assuming part of the reason why it is set in the 90s is that so right right now in current times, she will be like in her 20s or whatever, and she can be photon or. She was Captain, when I was a kid, she was Captain Marvel. And then she became right, Photon. Okay. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. When I first heard them say her name, I'm like, oh, man, this is great. You know, this is, this, they're, they're okay. telling me that they're going to do this, I'm assuming. I don't know why they would waste that storyline right. and not use with it.
3: Her mom, with her mother, uh, it. Was Rambeau, with her mom, was her mother, I think, was Maria Rambo? Was her mom a superhero as well? I don't remember.
2: That no, name. as far as I know, she's just like a friend and a, and a pilot or whatever. But the daughter's the one that matters. When she grows up, she's going to be. Uh, the one with the, the powers and everything because he takes over the Captain Marvel, it's kind of similar to Green Lantern, and that's what I was saying before in the other podcasts is that it's this is a better version of Green Lantern because Green Lantern was hot garbage, but right, the, you know, the right. ring passes on to other people, so in a sense, Captain Marvel is kind of like the same thing. Someone else will take on the mantle of Captain Marvel, it's a
3: mantle, right? Yeah, right, so gotcha. okay.
2: And the funny thing yeah. is, Shazam's coming out next month, Shazam's real name is Captain Marvel. But they had to I stop know, calling him yeah. that because of the Captain Marvel stuff, and because it's DC, I and know. you don't want the name Marvel. It's you know. So I,
3: I know, and actually, I think it, uh, it worked out bad for everybody. Like, I think, um, and again, maybe for you know political reasons or whatever, like that. But I would have liked I think I like Miss Marvel. I think that just sounds cooler to me. I liked
2: it Captain better Marvel. too. I, I'll be honest, and maybe yeah. I'm just biased because yeah. I grew up with and it more in the comics and everything. Exactly.
3: Yeah. But, consequently, I think I like Captain Marvel and Shazam. You know, I don't know. So, you know, and actually a little bit that I learned more about the Shazam or whatever, and there's a dope, you may have seen it, uh, animation, I think you can see it on YouTube with uh, Shazam fighting uh, uh, Superman, and just, you know, that whole, like, you know, shit, damn is. I mean, I guess uh, Superman uh, beats him in most categories, but he's basically like, what, uh, Superman-like, poor man Superman, isn't he?
2: (laughs) Pretty much, yeah, I mean just the way he gets powers is different because he's a little kid when he says Shazam right, he becomes yeah. this big overgrown dude um right. i think there's more comedy point, to it right? it looks like the movie's okay. going to have more comedy than any of the other DC movies that they've done
3: are you looking forward to it
2: uh i'll see it <laughs>
3: okay because right. yeah. it because now are you want to <laughs> knowing you you're not like uh, uh super biased towards I mean you enjoy a good DC movie right if they make one if they can make a good DC movie I
2: mean (laughs) yeah I'm tired of shitting on these movies but uh, other than Wonder Woman uh, give me a DC movie I'm not talking about the Batman trilogy from Christopher Nolan I'm talking about like the stuff since then tell me something they've made that I should care about and I'll I'll wait (sighs)
3: <laughs> no man, they, they you know obviously I'm not saying anything that people haven't said a million times before, but man, they, they really they uh they fumbled the bag because again this should have been a layup. It should have been okay, it's not as big as Marvel, it should be right up there and they rushed it. They were trying to get to the exact same because they saw the Avengers Marvel. and they wanna do exactly. the same thing. Yeah, and they all you had to do, dude, you gotta uh trust the process. You know what I'm saying? Joelle and B is that trust the process. And they would be here uh, by now, you know. Think about if they hadn't rushed it or whatever, they probably would be again. For instance, I didn't particularly, I mean, I thought Aquaman was, you know, cornball or whatever. But it's it was okay, fine if it's you had,
5: fine. Yeah, in, yes. the
3: greater, in the greater, you know, universe, DCEU or whatever it was, it would have been fine. You know, just like I said, man, there was a lot of bad Marvel movies, you know, but the the stinkers the get covered up by the really good ones like i said uh when the soldier is a good movie you know what i mean i don't care right. uh superhero or other it's just an enjoyable movie and um you know i think you know again with the batman v superman how you screw that up you know what I mean? they Come did on, man. You know, yeah, you <laughs> they
2: did screw it up with the whole Crazy. mom name yeah. thing it was it was corny yeah, it was yeah, dumb you know? and
3: Lex Luthor, you totally miscast. Well, they they miscast Lex
2: Luthor. That that kid has no business playing Lex Luthor. I, I I hated it yeah. from the second I heard that dude. The only one they got right as far as casting was gal gadot playing wonder woman she's perfect she looks like wonder woman she acts like Wonder Woman. everything is she even has like an accent she's perfect right i don't right. necessarily hate yeah. affleck when he was bad he was fine whatever even right. the dude who plays superman i just they made their characters so ugh. i don't i don't yeah. <laughs> i don't want to say too much yeah. bad about them because they, i feel like their movies speak for themselves i don't have to shit on them too much they're it's right yeah. there for yeah. you some people will defend it but it's they're recasting everything. Why, why do you think? Oh, because they're not doing well. They have to recast these because the-
3: again, they, they, they feel like I don't you cut Bro, it feels it, it feels like they're copying. Like we were saying, I guess the theme of the uh, the show so far, whatever is it? You know, is uh, are you copying? or Are you inspired by? It? And again, even the um, Suicide Squad, right? Okay, I guess it can exist on the fringes of uh, of their universe, but it looks like they were trying to. I don't know how the whimsical nature of a Guardians of the Galaxy meets, you know, something, something, and it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? Uh, we saw the trailers or whatever for the uh, for the movie, and versus the movie itself, and then with the Joker and all that kind of stuff. And They overthought it. Throw the joke in there. Let him be uh, a main protagonist or whatever it is, and don't don't overthink it. You know what I mean? Like shit, jumping around to me, dude. They completely always overthink the X Men movie. And particularly Wolverine, like people love you, Jackman. I'm getting on my soapbox right now. You hear me climbing up there? People, <laughs> Don't people fall. Love you, Jackman. Right, exactly. Right. I'm up there drunk. Uh, you Jackman. They love you, Jackman. Look, personally, I almost hate you, Jackman, as Wolverine. He's too damn tall. There, I said it.
2: Oh now, wow.
3: See, he's too tall, man. I, I you thought you'd say he wasn't
2: hairy enough.
3: I mean, you That's know what I'm saying. He's like six two. He looked like he's six four on screen. You know what I mean? Run around. You might as well have went and got um, uh, Steven Seagal. In play, in play. Oh man! You know you know Steven Seagal and yeah. you know I think it was when he when he chased him down the street with the white beat on. Listen, man, you Jackman running around there with them bogus blades and stuff. And then one movie, okay, when he got the movie ah, he's not Wolverine most of the movie because he took some potion. And, and I know the whole, okay, right, you know, right. it's hard to write It's hard to write for an overpowered uh, OP character. That's that's one of the major problems you keep running in with Superman movies. What are we going to do when this dude can do everything? You know what I mean? And I know with Wolverine, with his healing power, but look at something like Deadpool or whatever. You can do a lot of stuff, but don't. Me to go see a Wolverine movie, and then when I get there, he's not Wolverine, you know what I mean. I, and I'm sick of <laughs> it, I got sick of that. Even I, I like Logan, I, I love what they did with Logan, but even part of that was kind of like, oh man, I'm getting old, beat up, puffs coming out the uh, out his wounds, Wolverine. I really don't want to see that, you know what I mean. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> man, Professor X, dirty, got his dirty drawers on. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, man, this is depressing. But, well, they're going to reboot you
2: know? everything with X-Men because Sony and, and Disney are now, you know, they're all right. one one big happy family. So all those characters are going to be redone. Yeah, Fox, I think except for yeah. Deadpool. I think of all the ones I saw that they got, you know, X-Men, Deadpool, They're yeah. the only one they're going to keep without rebooting is the – the Deadpool ones have been pretty good, so they're not going to mess with those. But right.
3: X-Men. Right. And you, I, heard, yeah. I think I heard that they're going to keep it and let the same uh, production company or house – that uh, uh that uh, uh pumps out um Deadpool, I think they're going to keep them independent from the Disney Marvel uh, brand just because they want to be able to keep doing the R rated you know version of it that they can't right. do or don't want to do on that side, and that's a good thing. You know, um, I think they should do a little bit more of that. Uh, I'm actually uh, uh, kind of jumping around. Let me know if you want to go another route. I'm kind of wonder like with the uh, MCU going. I think I heard that they're not calling it phases anymore, but I wonder. Okay, man, dude, big people like Captain America Poles, Captain America. I think he's gonna on his way out. Obviously, Iron Man's gonna be out in a minute. Uh, I know they they not not gonna be tired of writing those fifty million dollar checks for Robert Downey Jr. So he's gonna be out of there in a minute. How uh, uh, I many how many more Thor movies are we really gonna have? Even though I think Ragnarok kind of you know refreshed it or whatever. So I wonder with the next uh, phase or whatever. I want to see Black Panther live up to what Black Panther is. You know what I mean? Well, As what they've I done like in Black the Pan- comic books yeah. for
2: years is that the Avengers are always changing. So the original lineup, okay. Okay. Captain right. America, Thor, uh, Hulk, right. If I'm assuming they're doing this. That's why they're introducing all these kind of, I guess, quote-unquote minor characters, is that right. Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, they will be the main group. And these other ones that we've all seen in the last three or four movies, they're... They're not necessarily going to die off, although they could kill a couple. Who knows how that's going to work out? But they're not going to be in the focal point anymore of the next two or three Avengers films. It's going to be these characters that everybody's liking. Now they're going to take over that mantle and they're going to become the new group. And maybe they introduce those characters, you know, know in, in like a in a different fashion, like Captain America joins because they need somebody else. I don't know how they'll do it, but uh yeah in the right. in the past, Avengers have always the the lineup has always changed. you think of it like a sports team, you right. know you can't keep the same group all the time, eventually you've gotta get some free agents and sign some some draft picks or correct. something yeah, yeah.
3: yeah so I, am I correct like even like I think in the maybe in the comics or maybe something I saw like uh Captain Marvel, she butts heads with like Black Panther, people like that. Or the leadership of the Avengers, right? Because she's like her character's pretty gung ho. I'm right. I'm the best kind of thing, right? Am I right about that?
2: Yeah, yeah. That that kind of stuff happens all the time. And yeah, you could pick okay. every one of those characters and they'll all have that that kind of mentality. Yeah. And uh but they usually keep like one. I, I wouldn't I would be shocked right. if there's zero Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk. In any of the next like movies that come out after this uh, the end game, I would I would bet at least one of them sticks around and is still kind yeah. of the leader. But the just the cast around it, you know, will be these other ones that are, you know what are coming might be up.
3: Be kind of dope. I I just thought about it that they're probably in the phase coming up, especially with the uh, success of Aquaman. So when are they going to bring in the Submariner? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is it Neymar? He, he's going to have to come in pretty. Pretty soon, well, right? they got
2: to change his outfit like Aquaman because they can't have this dude right. running around in a little speedo with like wings on his ankles. They're going to have to do something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they
2: got to do something they else. Like, well, one of my favorite comic shit. books of Captain America, I always, jo- I always clown this one. There's a panel where Steve Rogers, Captain America, is moving. This is from the 80s. So yeah. it's really corny. And okay. there's a character named Hercules and Submariner. They're helping him move. And they both have no shirts on and they're, like, moving a dresser, and I remember thinking, like, how are these dudes moving a dresser with no shirt on? Like, there's no splinters, they're not worried about getting, like, you know, cut with the, I, I know they're superheroes and all that, but, like, these dudes are right. helping this guy yeah. move, and they're just wearing their, like, their Speedos. Like, it's just, like, normal Look. for them to be in New York with, like, a Speedo <laughs> holding a dresser. It's just is bizarre are to they me.
3: both, like, both people? Two uh, two people carry one dresser, or are they like at least. Carrying I think
2: it they were both aim. moving it, which is weird too, right? You would think like Hercules yeah. can lift it up with his pinky or something, and you know exactly. throw yeah, it I into the moving van. it's yeah, <laughs> So, <yeah>. so <laughs> stupid! It's so dumb.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, bro! Can I tell you another thing that keeps me up at night? As far as like uh, excitement, anticipation, man, they got to bring back Blade to the MCU, man. Yeah. he doesn't get the credit that he deserves for like you know bankrolling this.
2: You can argue that Blade and then X Men kind of started all of this.
3: That's what I'm saying, man, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Blade, I remember. Listen, I remember. I know every line of the first Blade. Dope. I need to see him in the MCU. It would only be right. It would be fitting. Uh, they could take all my money if I, just to see Blade in Wakanda or Blade and Black Panther on the same screen together, something like that. Dude, listen, man, like straight geek nerd out. Uh, like matter of fact, <laughs> that when that happens. I'm going to the next, you know, uh, cosplay, Comic-Con, whatever with you. I guarantee it. That's all
2: I want to see. Yeah, and there's been some good Blade cosplayers. I've seen them, but it's been a while since I've seen one recently because Blade hasn't really been in the news, so unless somebody's like a hardcore fan, nobody's even repping Blade. I actually said at the beginning of the podcast I recorded before you came on, I was talking about Sticky Fingers played Blade in that TV series some years back.
3: Yeah, I know. know. He can't do it
2: now. I got to find somebody else. Yeah.
3: I don't know, especially you when know, they gave, you know, the production on that movie was like, you know, $50. You know what I mean? It was like, they got a right. dude, put a black uh, uh, trench coat on him, you know, we gave him a score and had him playing around in the street, you know, or whatever. But it's a dope character, man. Like I said, it's a really dope character. I think they're it's redoing Spawn.
2: Now. I could be wrong about that.
3: They are. There's they are. Like Jamie Foxx uh, or last something, last right? Yes. and um, I'm Mr. not Spar- sure what and I think about like, that, but. I know, right? But the thing about it also is not even so much Jamie Fox, in my estimation, it's actually Tom McFarlane because I think what I read, and correct me if I'm wrong about any of this, he's going to, you know, produce and write it and direct it. And it's supposed to be a really, like, scaled-down version of it. I think he's doing it for, like, $15 million or something like that. It was something really low-budget. And that actually, I got uh, sidetracked earlier. See, that's one of the things I do have with some of these movies or whatever. I understand um, you know, return on your dollars. And uh, I'm not saying every movie has to be a blockbuster as far as production costs $200 million, $100 million. But some of these movies, they seem like they're being uh, made just to make a profit. So, okay, I'm going to make this movie for 15 to $20 million. And because of a name or actor or whatever it is, or opening weekend, you know, whatever, it's guaranteed to make his money back to open weekend or whatever. And it kind of like, kind of comes off almost like a uh, fast food in a way. You know what I mean? Like I go to the movie, I see it By the time. I leave out of the movie. I've already forgot what I just saw. You know what I mean? And even something like glass, I saw that, uh, uh earlier. And, you know, again, I think M night, uh, you know, again, as a businessman, I think he's making a killing right now. You know, he's financing his own movies, taking, I think profits and different things like that of one movie, using it to you know, finance another. And, on and so forth or whatever, and keeping them all the money or whatever. Um, but it kind of feels like it. You know, remember how, like, Saved by the Bill, right? It's always the same characters, Saved right? The and bill. they're always in the same room. And you know what, what? I mean? And so it's like, it's like movies like that. Like, dude, like, it'll be this movie, right? And there's, like, superheroes. But y'all in, y'all in, y'all in two rooms, right? They're, like, in the uh, some little dark dungeon supposed to be a cave. And then they're, like, on some street corner. And to me, again, I'm nitpicking or whatever. That kind of like feels cheap to me. You you, know, you understand what I'm saying or
2: no? No, I got you. I, it, you're right. It doesn't okay. have... Well, that's what the Star Wars movies are doing too. It felt like they were using too... They're, you were leaning too much on the fake setting and the fake uh, mm-hmm. building, you know, background. And you don't, you don't actually right. film on live places and move the characters to other locations to make it have like a newer look. I'm talking about exactly. the prequels. I'm ta- not talking about the Star Wars of recently. I'm talking about the ones that were crap from, you know, the, the before. But yeah, I got what you're saying. Like, it doesn't have, it, it feels like it's stale. Like, they don't do enough it, with the characters and put them exactly, in a new setting. It feels
3: yeah. like we just, we, we just, I like movies that, like, again, that some movies to me will feel like the uh something that, again, I can't wait till this comes on, you know, uh, streaming. I can't wait till I own this. I can't wait to see it again. Uh, think about all the movies. I know you're a movie dude or whatever. All the movies you've watched multiple times, forever.
2: Predator, Predator. I could watch Predator every day, all day.
3: (laughs) So it's not even, like I said, now, Predator, I I don't remember what the budget was on it. Maybe it might have been a big budget at the time. I don't know. But, uh, again, it just was something about Predator. had It had more, I don't know, more of a soul, more character to it than... It was character-driven because
2: you had, like, seven or eight guys, and these are dudes at the top of their game, action star-wise. I mean, Carl Weathers, Arnold, Bill Duke... yeah, uh, Jesse Ventura. It was. You know, you fucked up, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? You, I'm gonna have me some fun. Oh, dude, know. I know that, yeah.
2: dude. It, it's pathetic. If if I put it on right now, I could turn the volume down and just like do the movie. I know it almost yeah. word for word. Even the girl. <laughs> Give me a weapon. I know all of it. Like I know. <laughs> loud, I feel-
3: I feel sorry for
2: your mother. <laughs> <laughs> My mama. The, the line that people always talk about that one is um, "I ain't got time to bleed." But the best, the follow up, no one ever talks about when the guy's like, "Well, do you have time to duck?" Because then, then all the, the avalanche comes down when he shoots the big, you know, cannon up there. Right. and All okay. the rocks. Yeah. No one ever talks about yeah. that part of it.
3: See, what I was talking about was remember when Bill Duke was in uh what was that Minister Society?
2: He's great in that too. Yeah, and he he
3: the cop, and then you know, wasn't talking old dog, and he like. Old dog tripping up or whatever. He's like, see, you know you fucked that right? <laughs> right? See, see, you just fucked well, you see, that's kind of, that's all. I love yeah.
2: Bill Duke because, I mean, I love Car Wash. He's in Commando, and uh, yeah. I just watched Black Lightning the other day because I'm trying to catch up. I'm okay. kind of behind. Bill Duke has okay. been on it all season. Uh, okay. Clifton Powell was on it for a good part of the year. So there's a couple of Menace Society okay. actors. And I was really geek because Michael Wright showed up on his last episode I watched. Mm. I haven't okay. seen Michael Wright okay. since Oz. They,
3: they got credible. I, I've never seen any of that show. But they, just from what you're saying, they got some like nice nice. Dude, Black, Black Lightning, give it
2: then. give it a – you, you got to watch it. It's it definitely it's, – okay. it's not like Green Arrow and Flash, which is kind of – Sometimes I like those shows and sometimes I hate them because it's like Dawson's okay. Creek with powers. Yeah, Black Lightning I mean, yeah, is its own you. it's its own thing. It doesn't even they don't even exist in this I, I, their universe is the same but their worlds never collide. They don't ever intermingle yeah. or anything. Yeah. Black Lightning's its yeah. own show, and uh, I really give it credit because it's dark. It's okay. not trying to be like all glitzy, like Flash. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it just tells a story. Black you know?
3: Lightning to uh, Luke Cage. I think Luke Cage.
2: Um, uh, is it when Black Lightning first came out? You could tell they were trying to to capitalize on what Luke Cage is doing. You know the you know the the, the black hero in the community, trying to keep the community up. You know that exactly. kind of thing. Like it was very yeah. similar to yeah. that. But I'll give gotcha. it credit because they grew from that. Like that's what they started with, but they took it to another level. And they, they, they're not just being that. It's not preachy or like I'm here for the community. It's it's more than that. Gotcha. I give them credit, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Because I okay. I was worried at first that they was gonna stay in that lane, and that would get kind of yeah. boring to me. It's like ah, oh, just doing a typical thing, you know. And Luke Cage, to me, I know a lot of people didn't like it as much. I thought it was pretty good this past season, the second one. I thought that one was really good, and of course because Rock Kim's on it. I I was you know loving okay. every second of that and shout out to Gabrielle gosh, Dennis so ooh <laughs> Okay no th- doubt
3: speak on it speak Yeah on yeah it. <laughs> she's in those
2: commercials with uh Dion Cole uh with the the Old Spice Yeah yeah I know you're talking
3: about yeah Oof. yeah Yeah you know, she, I I watched the uh I think the first season of Luke Cage and um it it, it got bad the, it, it it jumped
2: was, the shark when they killed the the villain when when uh, Exactly when Ali uh, got killed yeah
3: Okay. They, yeah. they should never and, have done yeah, that. I, I thought he was dope. Yeah, he and uh, what? What was it? Uh, what was the actress' name? Uh, was, uh, was it Ashley? What was it Ashley? What are, who is the, she's uh, yeah. She's in
2: season actress. two. She takes over as the main okay. villain.
3: Right. Okay. One of I saw, the main I saw villains. I saw it to that point, and uh, then I just kind of like you know I don't know busy you know because Netflix a million things you can watch like I think I watched the first season of Stranger Things, enjoyed it. Just I don't know. I got started watching, following something else. Didn't really tune back into the other one. I caught up to uh, Punisher. I caught up to Punisher. Punisher and, and
2: Daredevil are my two favorites of all was, of those. When,
3: so talk to me about Punisher. Then, like, I like you know John uh, Berthall, right? I love Shane. You know, big Walking Dead fan. Love Shane. I like him. I like that role for him. But I'm I'm going to tell you again. I told you, I didn't grow up with comic books. So I'm, I got them all as an adult. The Plunger's kinda of, Punch is kinda of perplexing to me as a character because I'm trying to wrap my mind around what the hell is he? Like how is he's he? He's a vigilante to, to
2: the fullest.
3: Right. To, to, to he's to not
2: a the superhero. Fullest. There's nothing superhero yeah. about him. Uh-huh. It's it's Dexter right, with it's Dexter with a machine right. gun, if you want to look at it like that. Right. It's it's right. it's Dexter with like military skills and uh just like almost like a Terminator. But uh, as right. a human being. Like he's just He's just here to like kill people that that I'm do he the has wrong no thing. Powers, nope. right? he no, has no, no, nothing. I mean, the dude could take just, a punch if yeah. that's a power. But
3: it doesn't. He always get, he always gets his ass kicked. Does he get shot up? I don't know if he gets yeah this brutalized in the comic. But just you know what I mean? Like, how is he able to bounce back?
2: <laughs> well, you know, because it's you fiction. Mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's there's a there's a real, there there's a first answer. But that's, I mean, that's even that's in the comic right. books. Right. Yeah, yeah they had a version where he's like Frank and Punisher because they're like rebuild him and all that. So no, Punisher okay. is like, he's a dude who, who takes a, takes it all the time. He gets beat up, cut bullets all over him. And the dude just, he's, he's like Jason Voorhees. He's going to keep coming, keep coming. Right. And you don't know why he doesn't just give up and stop. But you know, his, yeah. his wife and kids are killed in front of him and he was left right. for dead. And uh, this has been his life. He's just going to kill, you know, these bad gangsters and people ruining the community and the, uh, the bad right. dude's out there, and he's going to take them out with bullets. He's not going to tie them up and give them a speech about, you know, how they should be better. And, you know, no, he, he don't do that. He just
3: he takes you out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a man's like. Yeah, and like has no no second thoughts about it from my understanding. He just sees red and is a, a tactical genius, right? I guess right. Almost, almost, I guess, on par with Captain America, maybe in a different way, I suppose, or something like that, from my understanding. Well, the thing with Punisher in the
2: comic books is that a lot of the other uh, heroes, they have a hard time with him because they don't really agree with his methods, but they know he's not right. necessarily a bad guy, so he's kind of that dude on the fringe, he doesn't really right. belong, he's kind of like Venom, if you want to look at like, like people like, like those kind of right. characters, Like he right. doesn't really fit in with anybody.
3: I said, I didn't like
2: the Venom movie. I wasn't a, It was I okay. Did. The only thing, my complaint yeah. about the Venom movie, the only thing I hated about it, well, I mean, there's a, if I, I, I gotta have to nitpick it, but the main thing I didn't yeah. understand was, the whole point was, the reason why the, the alien looks like Spider-Man is because it went on Spider-Man. The thing I don't oh. understand about Venom is, like, why does the symbiote, the, you know, the, the goo, whatever you want to call it, right. the alien thing, why yeah. does it take the shape of a Spider-Man? I know I, I completely. It doesn't. How does that happen? You just so so this thing just shows up and it just looks like an evil Spider-Man. Like yeah. why? You know, yeah. if there's no well, Spider-Man in man, the movie, you know.
3: A wise man once told me probably because it's fiction. But uh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. No, I agree. Well, yeah. because they don't no, want to put. They
2: don't yeah. want to make a Spider-Man movie because in order to make a Venom movie the right way, you have to have the origin come from Spider-Man. Well, they skipped right. all that, exactly. and I'm just supposed yeah. to disbelieve that this is anything connected to Spider-Man. So it's stupid. That's the part uh-huh. I didn't like about it. Like, why does it look like a lion? Or why does not it look like, you know, a, yeah, you know, a shoe? Yeah. Like, why does it look like Spider-Man?
3: <laughs> it doesn't I make any sense. Like Tom Hardy. See, I, I want Tom Hardy, I want him to be the new Wolverine. Uh, that might be even too, you know, easy or whatever of a... Of he's a not short
2: enough for I you, right? You need, like, right? a midge. Well, I mean, a, you need that dude from Lord I mean, of the Rings. or Not I mean, Lord I mean, of the Rings, I mean, uh, Game of Thrones or whatever.
3: A hobbit, yeah. No, nah, you don't have to be that <laughs> short, you know what I mean? Because everybody... But, shit, he's a pretty short dude, uh... I think in real life, Tom Hardy's probably like, and maybe I'm wrong about it, but maybe five, six, or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's. Let me see if I can look it up. I don't. I don't think he's a, um, a tall dude. Um, but uh, but yeah, I thought he was kind of weird or whatever in it. But like you know, obviously I love the scene when you know with like a turd in the wind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, but yeah. Okay. Well, I guess they list him at five nine, so that means he's like five seven, right? Probably. I guess I got like over there. the
2: Wolverine height thing because. You, Jackman was so good as the role. I didn't really get. I, I didn't let it let it bother me too much, you know. Why?
3: Why? What do you say? What was good about him as Wolverine? Uh, like, what? Like, for instance, when you see him, like the growling, uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs>
2: I don't know. I, I guess the only way I could look at it is like he's the only dude that's played it. So, is right. uh, I guess I I'm not really answering your question. I guess the only way I could say it is like, yeah. give me a better example of someone who could have done it better, and I don't have one. The, So he's the only one I really, other than the cartoon and what's drawn, I can't really say that. Yeah, there isn't like one thing he's done that's making me say, oh, he's the greatest. But he looked apart. The first time I saw him in the extra movies, I'm like, oh, that looks like Wolverine. Yeah, I know he doesn't have the cigar and he's not as short, but. I guess I'm just, they're not even wearing the suits though. I mean, if I really wanted to nitpick it, none of them really yeah. look like, Storm did not look like Storm, Cyclops don't look like, I mean, none of them look like anybody. So, of all of them, he, to me, looked the most without having to put on all the, the gear. He doesn't have like the yellow and black and all that. He doesn't even have uh-huh. that either. So, right. it's kind of right. hard for me well, yeah, to really that, get too, you know, critical.
3: See, my thing is, right, and again, I definitely really want to get off this because this is definitely something that keeps <laughs> you in the short spot for me about it, is that to me Wolverine the one of the most iconic things about him you know beyond the uh, you know I guess uh, the claws and everything is his freaking height this little bitty dynamo of a, you know what I'm saying ball of blades or whatever it was to me would be like almost making a movie uh, about Andre the Giant but somebody that's six feet tall you know what I mean Oh, uh, I got you right I think one of the, one of the prerequisites of a particular character, I remember. I can't remember exactly. We were talking about, like you mentioned, uh, storm. Like the one thing, okay, maybe storm wasn't. I don't know, maybe exact. But for instance, if they didn't, if the character in the movie didn't depict storm with white hair, to me, that would be, you know, what I mean, you couldn't even yeah. portray storm. You you have to have her with the white hair, like that. And to me, again, obviously, you know, it didn't keep people from like Jasmine. And I'm probably, in, I'm obviously in the minority, but it's just something I would love to see. In the upcoming movies, the upcoming universes, things like that. Because one of the things I also, again, me nitpicking, me being uh, critical, is that I look back, I'm old enough to remember look back and see, like, Masters of the Universe and movies like that and how bad they look, you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: Dolph Lundgren <laughs> was horrible on. in that movie.
3: Yeah, man! this from the makeup, and I'd be thinking, of like, oh, my God, some of these movies, man, they're going to age so bad. I'm talking about the next five years or whatever, you know what I mean? But, you know, <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I think about little, little stuff like that, but now I'm excited overall. No, those movies, but, they yeah. don't
2: hold up. If you try to watch Masters of the Universe now, there's no way you could argue that that's actually... I mean, the whole thing was centered around like a, a key that somebody thought was like a Casio keyboard or something. I mean, it's, that was the plot. <laughs> I mean, it was stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's terrible. Um and, and Did the they girl have in it? Or, uh Urko? they didn't have Orko. They had some I don't know why they didn't do it. Maybe they couldn't do it with the, you know, a guy that's like kinda of floating. Right. So they had some like little yeah. orange weirdo guy with a beard that I've never heard of before played quote unquote like that role without actually calling it Orco.
3: Yes. I know you're talking about yeah. Yeah, it was it was, it was I, super it was a lame. Super lame it was, yeah. 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 And then and we like I, say, I want these movies I want these movies to stand, stand up. So, you know, with things like that, but, you know, it is what it is with Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: this is Ada Zang, and you're listening to Infinite Banter Podcast. Time for you to leave, assholes.
2: All right, as Kirk said, it's time for me to get out of here. Thanks for everybody for checking out the show. Big up to my guy, Tony o. T. Check him out at com. His show will be on public access on Saturday nights. At 9 o'clock Central Time, if you're in the Chicagoland area, channel 19, channel 35. Thanks again to my guy, Ron Thomas. Like I said, I wanted to play that audio for a while now. Just never really got a chance to play it. Good time to do it here on the Lost Tapes edition of the Infinite Banter podcast. Summer Slams tonight should be a fun WE event one of the better pay-per-views that they put together every year. It's about as big as WrestleMania, probably the second biggest pay-per-view they have for the season. So looking forward to watching that. Should be a long night of wrestling, six, seven hours, bringing back some uh, legends like Goldberg and Trish Stratus. Shawn Michaels, I'm sure, will have some sort of uh, some deal, whatever, to be part of that whole Goldberg-Dolph-Ziggler match. But anyway, uh, I'll talk about that maybe next week. Maybe I'll round it up or something. But uh, thanks for checking out the show. As always, podcast.com, one place you can find us as well as all the others, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Mixcloud, Google Play, CastBox, Blueberry, Stitcher, and Spotify. And if you want to hear those old episodes of Tony O.T. and Ron Thomas, go check them out. Tony's on episode four, Two Idiots in a Podcast, and Ron is on the episode five, the one with DMC on it, when I talked about C2E2. If you like what you heard from them here, there's more where that came from. So I appreciate everybody for checking out the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter. Same for Facebook. Instagram, you can bother me at DJ Soundwave75. So I appreciate everybody checking out the show. Big up to my man, Ron Antonio. And as always, I'll see you next time. I'm out.